Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us on The Boost. We're talking about story. Yesterday, we spoke a little bit about my favorite stories, growing up at least, and how stories work. We're going to build this together because I want to be together, talk with you about the power of story and how much it impacts us and how much it tells about you. But now we're still unpacking story. Yesterday, we discussed this concept. Stories have two components to it. The facts and the narrative. The facts are the circumstances. The characters. The situation. Right? There's a guy from Philadelphia who's a boxer. He married a woman. They were best friends with this Apollo Creed. The Russian guy came in. Killed his best friend. He flew to Russia and he had to fight it fight him and then he wins and if I could change and you can change anybody, everybody can change right it's specific right it's, it doesn't it takes place somewhere it's a story and we think it's about Rocky and we think it's about his life but the truth is if I had a camera on Rocky Balboa even the fake Rocky even fake Rocky not Sylvester Stallone like Rocky Balboa Right, like it would be uninteresting after five minutes. It's not about him. It's about the way that the, the writer put the right the specific scenes along the way. That even though you're dealing with facts, it tells a narrative. And you have to see the difference. The narrative of Rocky IV is the underdog that takes on the bad guy who's bigger and stronger and he pushes himself beyond himself. Hearts on fire, strong desire, raging within and does something that's beyond what he thought possible and creates this massive, massive victory. That's the narrative. So why did I watch Rocky IV as a kid so many times? I knew it happened. Because I wanted to do that in my life. I was a kid growing up. I was, in, I, wanted to, I was on the basketball team. I wanted to be great. It reminded me to work hard. What I was doing in life, whatever was going on in my life, the narrative of my life, I wanted to accomplish more. I wanted to get better. I wanted to achieve more. And so when I saw Rocky, it wasn't about Rocky. I'd never been to Philadelphia at that time. I would never get in a ring and box. And I would never get on a plane at that point and go to Russia. I actually ended up going to Russia because of the movie, different time, for, different story for a different time. But I was not playing. So none of the facts mattered to me, but it didn't matter. The narrative mattered to me. So the story moved me, and I watched it again and again and again as a kid because within the story, within the Trojan horse were the soldiers. That's what a story does. That's what a good story does. Now, your whole life you're hearing stories, but if you don't find a time to crack them and see them in two different pieces, you're going to miss you're going to miss it. Because you're going to watch something or you're going to hear something or you're going to read something. And it's going to be a story of of some sort whether it is a holy story like a 
Bible story or whether it's a more mundane story of somebody, an amazing thing that someone said about somebody circling around Instagram. And if you just get stuck in the facts and you allow yourself to be moved but you don't know why, if you don't see the difference between facts and narratives, you're going to be missing the opportunity of like real growth. You're going to be missing what the narratives are that, that are are moving you so that you can pull out the facts and put that narrative into your life. You're not going to watch for the points of the story of the narrative that speaks to your life so that when you now are engaged in challenge, you can remember the story of Rocky Four if that moves you, and use it as the narrative that you want to have in your specific circumstances. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, "What's Rocky Four? I'm, I'm sitting at work. What's Rocky Four? I'm talking about Rocky Four. I'm sitting here and I'm studying. The answer is Rocky Four has everything to do with that. Because why you're moved is because you believe that people can overcome challenges. That's why you're moved. There's a lot of stories in movies that you would look at me like this is stupid because the narrative doesn't speak to you because the narrative doesn't ring true for you. What Rocky Four is doing, it's it's allowing you to connect to a narrative and to allow your beliefs to have emotions. If someone, if you'd watch a guy get up and go, okay, here's how it works, everybody. If you're down, don't worry. Just keep on fighting and you'll make it. You're like, that doesn't work. That's bland. You ever hear someone give you a speech like that? Do this better, do that better, do this better, do that better. You're like, I got it. I don't need to hear from you. But when someone tells you a story about how somebody did something better, you're like, I want to be like that. Why is that? Because when someone tells it to you directly, your your, your dukes are up. But when someone tells it to you in a story, you let the Trojan horse ride in. I know we use this, me- this, this mechanism, one of the greatest prophets of all time, a man named Nathan, Natan Hanavi. Nathan the prophet was given the tough task of trying to tell King David that what he did with Bathsheba was not 100% right. He had to walk in and tell the king, the greatest king of all time, what he did was wrong, even though technically the rabbis say it was okay, but still. What was he going to do? Go and tell the king he did something wrong? He would never accept it. And he didn't want him to not accept it. He wanted him to do to repent. So what he did was he told him a story. Remember the story of David and Bathsheba? There's a woman that he saw. He took her. He was the king. Her husband came back and he sent him on the front lines. So how was the prophet going to tell this to King David? So what the prophet did is he walked in and said, King, I have a problem. He goes, what's the problem? He said, there's a guy not far from here. Who had, who has, who's wealthy, who has, who's got tons and tons of cattle. And he had a, he had a dinner party. And as opposed to using one of his sheep, he went down the road, and down the road there was a, a poor family that had one sheep, and the sheep was like a kid, a, a child, it slept in the bed, it, it ate in the house, they fed it with their hands. And he went into that house, and he took the one sheep that they had, he slaughtered it, and he served it for dinner. And the, the King David said, he did What? Guilty. And Nathan, the Navi, says, he's guilty? You have all these wives. You have all these concubines. You're a king. That guy Uri has got one wife. You saw her. You wanted her. You worked something out. You took his, his one wife. You know what King David said to that? I sinned. Had Nathan walked in and been like, hey, by the way, what are you doing? It would have been a different conversation. What happened? He told him a story. <laughs> 
the facts are a Trojan horse that went into the heart a straw man the narrative of taking the rich taking from the poor the narrative of, of not looking out for someone with less of not being empathetic those narratives really resonated with David and he, he immediately connected the narrative so that when he saw that it was him he already had judged himself how many times are we telling our kids don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that how many times do we hear this in life how little does it resonate with us because we're missing on the story but when you hear stories you have to understand that the stories have two components and if you don't break them apart you're missing out from the greatness of a story why are you emotional from a story why did you love that story for when someone tells you a story about some righteous person or some amazing person why does it move you for what is the narrative that is moving you because everyone gets moved by different stories some people get moved by stories of genius people that worked hard and became super successful because they were genius some people get moved by stories by kindness they love stories of people that are totally you know sort of above you know the regular people that lower themselves some people are moved by story of fairness or or, or overcoming challenge or whatever it is there are stories that move you why because the narrative of the story is the narrative that you need to hear and your, 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 your life needs the narrative but you're not hearing it enough so God sends the story or you hear the story and you pick it out of ten other stories that's why you, when you, if you scroll you stop at that that's why when you listen you listen for that that's why when you look at the Bible and you read all the different characters this character means something to you because you, there's a piece of the narrative of this person's story that's your life. And you need to hear how to navigate your life. Now we'll talk about it. When you start to learn how to use story to get better, you can start to learn how to use story to influence. We'll discuss. All right, everybody, have a great day. God's help. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline The world doesn't ever seem to change Looking for the sunshine But you're caught up in the rain It's like your eyes Are wide open but you cannot see You're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life Blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time no one else can set you free, you're locked inside, and only you.